and welcome back to another episode of the Health and Wellness Made Easy podcast. I'm your coach, Laura Adair, with Compassionate Coaching. This is where you're going to find some great tips and resources for getting out of overwhelm and stress and into health and wellness the easy way. I am so excited to bring you my guest today's coach, Mag. Mag is a sleep coach, and I'm really excited to hear any tips or techniques Mag might have to share with us about getting a good night's sleep because we know how important that is. Thank you so much for being here, Mag. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Laura, for allowing me to share. Oh, you're welcome. So as you know, the podcast is called um, Health and Wellness Made Easy, right? So I'm wondering if you might share with us today um, whatever tips or techniques or basically what you tell all of your coaching clients about getting a good night's sleep that might make that easier to achieve. Yes, yes. It's one of those things, uh, as we know and and talk about, um, simple, uh, but not always easy. For sure. <laughs> and one of those things is sleep, because most uh, people and even coaches forget how important sleep can be. And it is what I call um, the foundation on which all other wellness practices are built upon. So in order to make health and wellness easier, if we first got enough sleep, and, and enough is a question for everyone that's different, if we got enough sleep, then all these other systems would work better. Our immune system, our uh, fitness workouts, our nutrition, but even the choices of food that we eat are impacted from sleep or the lack of. So it's not an easy thing to always get sleep, as we know, because especially during these times, um, we might be full of anxieties and fears. So when it comes to getting good sleep, it's great to have a practice, a routine, a ritual. I call it a spiritual. And that starts by um, being consistent being consistent about bedtime, work out the number of hours you feel best at, whether it's seven or eight hours, and then work backwards um, for that bedtime and be consistent about bedtime and consistent about wake-up time seven days a week. That is a key thing about sleep and very simple to do. Well, that sounds pretty simple, but, you know, simple isn't exactly easy. So in setting a bedtime, how do you, how do you choose what's the best for you on when to go to bed? Like I know for myself, I like to go to bed uh, pretty early, you know, like between 9, 30, 10 o'clock, but my husband likes to be up till one o'clock in the morning and that works for him. So how, how do you narrow that down? How do you know, when should I go to bed, Mag? Yes. Good question. Great question. Well, it has to do with this thing, what we call chronotype, which is generally a preference that everyone has. And we know this because we know that um, you do your best work early in the morning, or you might do your best work late at night. So those are basically different types of chronotypes, like a lark who likes the mornings or an owl who likes the evening. So because everyone's different, um, what works for you is is unique to you. So if you do like the early mornings, 
getting to bed uh, earlier is is best. You just work out the number of hours. So how you feel seven hours of sleep or eight hours sleep, work that out, work out the math, and then go to bed at that time that you can get your hours. And yes, your partner might go to bed at a different time. That's, um, that's probably very, very normal that uh, people have different sleep patterns and preferences. But the idea is to be consistent with what works best for you to get your number of hours and you, you'll be able to do all your best work um, having get, getting enough rest. Wow, that's amazing. You know, that sounds like a negotiation, like letting your partner <laughs> know what, what your needs are, you know, and you're simply asking for them. So it's like, you know, instead of staying up until one o'clock in the morning with my husband because he's still up, just, you know, having the agreement that, you know what, we're going to have all day tomorrow, but for now, I'm going to need to go to sleep at, at 10 o'clock and not one o'clock. So yeah, yes. a little, little negotiation might have to happen there to get you yes. that is what it looks like. Yes, you're right. Exactly. Because, you know, we're all different. And if we respect sleep, then um, we would allow that to happen. And then the other thing about uh, sleep, if it's uh, after you are consistent about it, is, you know, to make it a, a habit, uh, a ritual, make it special. So um, you can do this, for example, um, with lighting candles. This is a great way that you can start to prepare your mind as well as your body for sleep. So you already know that People need an hour or maybe two to wind down. And that's the thing. Winding down is part of this ritual. And you can do that with lighting candles, dimming lights. It, light is a very important thing that triggers the brain into producing melatonin. So this is a, a very good trick. Light keeps us awake and the brain thinks we are. it's still daytime. So if once we start turning down the lights, uh, our body starts to prepare for sleep. So that's a wonderful thing you can add into your ritual. Oh, that's beautiful. Do you have a personal ritual that you enjoy in that sort of power down hour before you go to bed? Yes, I do. Definitely. Definitely. We turn down the lights. We just, we watch television and we, we choose something that's light or inspirational Nothing too active, no action, no, 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 you know, violence or anything like that. That's just our personal preference. But that, that way you go to bed having nicer thoughts than something very, you know, disturbing. But definitely we turn down the lights. We have a, um, uh, sometimes we use incense and candles. Um, we, keep the, the bedroom dark and cool, always dark and cool. And then the other areas of the room, they could be, you know, warmer. But the idea is that, um, that you prepare by turning down the lights. That's what we do. Um, and then uh, no devices, certainly after uh, or one hour before bed. So we're just watching television. And then we are very consistent about getting to bed uh, before 10. So whether that's nine 30 and then we can lay in bed and read with low light and, and that's it. Um, everyone's different. Some people will like tea. 
A hot bath or shower is excellent also because the bath and, and the shower actually draw body uh, heat out from the core. And our body temperature core needs to drop just one degree. And that also kicks in melatonin, which is the hormone that helps us uh, sleep. Wow, that's amazing. I had no idea. Get, uh, get yes. that body temperature down a little bit for a deeper sleep. I love it. Love it. Yes, be um, because we all, we all know that, you know, we have a harder time sleeping in a warm environment. Oh, yeah. So, for sure. yeah. So, Especially dropping the body women temperature. women of a certain age. Women of yes. a certain age can, needs to be cool to get some sleep, ladies. <laughs> yes, it really helps. Um, and then there are more specific things uh, for women going through that particular stage. So, but generally, if we have a, a ritual that makes it conducive for sleep, one thing I'd love, love to add, and I think women can appreciate that, is dress for the journey. It's like taking off on a, on a, on a flight. You know, we, it used to be that flying was glamorous and you would dress up for it. Used to be. <laughs> but <laughs> the idea is if you dress for the for the journey in nice pajamas you know you could make it special for your partner also but it also sets the the tone and the mood for very restful and relaxing sleep that sometimes is real precious and if we treat it that way uh, by dressing up it's it's it helps it helps um, prepare our mind as well as our body Wow, that is really, really great advice. I love that. And um, a question came up while we were talking. Um, how do we adjust to our changing needs for how much sleep that we need? How do you, it's sort of like, you know, what worked for me when I was 20 doesn't really work for me when I'm 50. How do you, how do you know when it's time to like, do an inventory or make a change around how much sleep we need? Yes, it, it's, it's a good question. It's, there's a little bit of a misconception that um, the older we get, the less sleep uh, we can get by with. Uh -huh. But that's not, that's not quite true because, you know, we've heard stories where uh, when we get much older, um, you know, we're up more often in the, in the night and uh, we get, you know, we just tend to get by with less sleep, but that's not true. We still need rest and we still need sleep. Um, there is a physiological change from different ages, from uh, newborns to young children and adolescents and so forth. But when we get to older age, we still need sleep. And a good way to know that is just you know, test it out. Try for yourself. Do you still need seven hours or do you need more? And that's all right, especially when we get older. I mean, we, we still have a lot of energy. We still need to rest in order to have that energy. Oh, heck yeah, absolutely. I'm a big nap person myself. Do you, yes. are you pro or con nap? How do you feel about naps? I, I'm, I'm kind of both. It depends on the person. If you are short sleeping one night and you have the ability to nap, it's great. It, it's like a boost and you only need maybe 20 minutes, no longer than 90 minutes, which is 
a full cycle of sleep. Basically, we cycle through three or four of these 90-minute cycles. Um, and we want an, a quick nap. 20 minutes is just enough. No more than 90 minutes. Otherwise, we get caught in this in-between stage where you'll feel groggy after a nap. So napping is great for those people who might be short one night or two. It's not great if um, there's a serious chronic problem with insomnia, which is the ability to fall asleep or the ability to uh, stay um, asleep. So in those cases, napping is not good because it might in, uh, interfere with your ability to sleep later that night. And also, I must add that naps are best before 2 p.m. Mm. Um, mm. for most people. It, it will vary. Again, if you get too closer to your bedtime, a nap's not good. You won't uh, be able to go to sleep as easily. Wow, great, great advice, Meg. That is amazing. It's such a pleasure to be with you here today. I just love all of your tips and techniques. And, and I'm, I'm certainly going to look at a pre-bedtime ritual for myself. And I love just having a little bit of candlelight, a little bit of incense, maybe breathing, um, brushing yes. my teeth, this ritual before going to bed that just sort of sets you up for a successful night's sleep. That's really amazing. I love that idea. Absolutely. It's, it's, you know, the best days start with the night before. <laughs> sure. Oh, I love that. That's wonderful. So Meg, you are amazing when it comes to all things sleep. Where can we find more information about you if, um, if we need more help with our, our sleep and our sleep patterns or want to know more about this pre-bedtime ritual? Where, where can people get in touch with you? Yes. Well, we are Good Life Sleep, and uh, we have our website as well as social media platforms. And we, although we talk about sleep, we're also very, very uh, close to the idea of the power of she sleep, health, and energy. So um, they're all connected, and we're all connected. So uh, that's where you can find me. My name is Mag Secretario. And uh, I'm also um, on social media platforms as, as that. You can find me there. Oh, that is wonderful. So along with this episode, I'll post a link on how to get in touch with Mag on Good Life Sleep. And it has been such an honor and a pleasure to have you as always, Mag. Thank you so, so much for being here. And be sure to check back for more episodes of Health and Wellness Made Easy with Coach Laura Adair with Compassionate Coaching. You can find more information about me at laurajadair.com. Be sure to tune back in for our next episode coming soon. Until next time, my friends, we'll see you soon. <laughs>